Welcome to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. Did you know that over 95% of all businesses fail within the first 10 years? By listening in to what Bob's guests have to say, plus direction from Bob Pritchard himself, it's our intention that you won't be among those statistics. Now, here's your host, Bob Pritchard. Hello, world. Welcome to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show on Voice America Business Channel. We're broadcasting across the world from Hollywood Boulevard in Los Angeles. And welcome to the number one radio show in the world for entrepreneurs. This is election day in America. Everybody's probably glued to their television set, except our faithful audience. So we'll get it over in an hour, and you'll be able to go in and get the results. As you know, this show's all about entrepreneurs, and I want to mention three young entrepreneurs tonight beginning with 16-year-old Rachel Zietz. Four years after founding her own high-end lacrosse equipment company, Gladiator Lacrosse, she formed it when she was 12. (laughs) The Boca Raton, Florida-based entrepreneur is on track to exceed $2 million in sales this year and hit $10 million in sales next year. Rachel's gear is available online and in Dick's Sporting Goods stores. She's now working with a team of people to develop a new piece of headgear for lacrosse players designed to prevent concussions, all while she's finishing high school. I love these stories. There's no such thing as balancing your time, she says, bearing in mind she's just 16. It's really just prioritising your time in an effective manner. They're pretty wise words from a still very young person. The second great story is about brilliant 13-year-old, 13, Manasa Mendu, who's figured out how to make clean energy using a device that costs $5. A couple of weeks ago, Manasa, a 13-year-old from Ohio, won the grand prize in the Discovery Education 3M Young Scientist Challenge for her work in creating a cost-effective solar leaves design to create energy. Now, the leaves are designed to help developing areas in need of cheaper power sources, and they cost about five bucks to make. Manasseh was inspired to come up with a cheaper way to produce energy after visiting India, where she saw many people who lacked access to affordable clean water and electricity. Originally, her intent was to harness only wind energy, but Manasa, with the help of her 3M mentor, shifted to a new kind of energy collection. Drawing inspiration from how plants function, she decided to focus on creating solar leaves that harness vibrational energy. Bearing in mind she's 13. Her leaves can pick up energy from participation precipitation, wind, and even the sun using a solar cell and piezoelectronic material. This is the part of the leaf that picks up on the vibrations. These are then transformed into usable energy. Now, Manasa now wants to develop the prototype further so she can make it available commercially. So she's creating energy for five Bucks, and she's 13 years old. Our third exceptional young talent tonight was concerned with how to keep crops alive during a drought. 
for 16-year-old South African Kiara Nurgan? The answer came from her kitchen. The aspiring scientist set out to create a super-absorbent polymer that could be sprinkled over dirt to make it retain massive quantities of water. She got that idea from diapers. You know, you've seen the ads for diapers where they get the diaper and they pour gallons of water in it and it doesn't leak and it absorbs. But she wanted it to be cheaper and more eco-friendly than most traditional options. Usually they contain chemicals like acrylic acid and she wanted to get rid of all those. So she turned to nature, specifically avocados and oranges, whose peels, Kiara discovered, can be turned into a super absorbent polymer by applying a certain amount of UV light and heat. Her experiment won top honours at this year's Google Science Fair and plans are afoot to develop it for commercial use so that any country can use it during a dry season. So Manasseh, Rachel and Kiara, you are fantastic examples for the creative community and entrepreneurs everywhere. 13 to 16 years old, fantastic developments. Congratulations, that's wonderful. Now, going from wonderful to pretty ordinary, <laughs> banks are struggling and rather than address their fundamental weaknesses, you know, they're being disrupted by online, by online companies and shortly by blockchain, they are tinkering at the edges, trying desperately to compete. Last week, the banking industry announced it's got a cool new app called Zelle that will let you transfer money to almost anyone, even if the other person uses a different bank than you do. What can be so hard about that? They do it every day. All from the comfort of your smartphone. Of course, Venmo, the popular money transfer app that's owned by PayPal, processes more than a billion dollars of this a month. But here come the big banks with a Venmo clone. Can't think of anything of their own, so they clone it. The big banks are teaming up to offer Zelle, which lets you transfer money to friends who may use a different banking system. However, the platform won't be available until next year. But just like Venmo, which they copied, Zelle will enable you to send money to people just by using their email address or phone number. Zelle will be a standalone app as well as a tool that's embedded in your bank's own site or the bank's own app which would make sending money to a friend as easy as checking your balance. For years, banks have been using a back-end system called Clear Exchange that allows them to send money to accounts at other institutions. Now they are pretending they're really cool. They're saying to millennials, hey, we're really cool. We can send um, money across accounts, even if it's not your own account. So millennials, of course, who are all very aware of Venmo are probably greeting it with one giant yawn. But um, an indication of where banks' heads are really at. Now, this is really telling. 
an example of why they're absolutely doomed. Here's a statement by US Bancorp CEO Richard Davis. Paying a friend with Zelle on a mobile device is the way of the future. Ignoring, of course, that somebody's already doing it. There's no waiting for a cheque to arrive in the mail. And when was the last time anybody got a cheque in the mail? It was bloody years ago. Or stopping for cash on your way home to pay the babysitter. God. No one I know has used a cheque for years. However, sells money transfers to your account will be instant. And, you know, there's often a delay with Venmo. They are banks, though. So, you know, give them time, they'll find a way to fuck it up. So whatever happened to Choice? Remember Choice? Choice used to be good. And I was at the supermarket this afternoon and I walked in and huge supermarket in Hollywood, giant place, millions of products. And you walk in and you go, wow, what a bewildering range of options we've got here. Fabulous. Competition's alive and well. Well, hang on. Not so quick. Cheetos, Lay's, Doritos, Fandangos, Ruffles, Quakes, Corn Chips, Sun Chips, Tostitos, Twistos, and a whole bunch more. Well, they're all Pepsi. All of them. Coca-Cola owns Coke, Sprite, Minute Maid, Fanta, Seal, Powerade, Simply Orange, Fresca, Glaso Vitamin Water, Duval, Mellow Yellow, Fuse, Dasani, and a whole bunch of iced teas. So where's the choice? That's almost every item in the food and drinks and snacks and drinks um, area of the supermarket, which is about two full rows. They're all Coke or Pepsi. And in reality, almost every product we consume in the food and drink categories is owned by the same corporations, Kraft, Coke, Pepsi, General Mills, Kellogg's, Mars, Unilever, Johnson & Johnson, Procter & Gamble and Nestle. They own everything. <laughs> now, that's pretty bad, but this is worse, I reckon. 90% of the media, 90% of all the media is controlled by six companies. Now, 20 years ago, there was 50 companies. Now there's six. GE, News Corp, Walt Disney, Viacom, Time Warner, and CBS. That's it. For example, Disney owns ABC, ESPN, Pixar, Miramax, Marvel Studios, goes on and on. And these six companies... It's hard to believe they control 90% of everything we see, watch, and hear. That's atrocious. 230 media executives, 230 people, about the same number of people that lives on my block, control all the information consumed by 277 million Americans. And the top six control 70% of all cable television. Time Warner News 
is read by 178 million readers every month. News Corp owns the top newspaper on three continents. Clear Channel owns 1,200 US radio stations. And 80% of all US radio stations play exactly the same music. 80% of all US radio stations play exactly the same music. You know, the top six film studios generate twice the annual revenue of the next 150 studios combined. God. So what about finance? You know, every five minutes on television, you see an ad for a different finance company. Well, not so quick. 54% of America's total financial assets, which is in the hundreds of trillions of dollars, are held by 10 financial institutions, including Citigroup, JP Morgan Chase, Bank of America, and Wells Fargo. <laughs> okay, but I'm single and I'm going to date. So fortunately, there's a whole truckload of different dating services. Well, no, there isn't. When it comes to dating... IAC is the world's leader, and they own 45 different dating sites. So all the ones that you see competing against each other on television, they're owned by the same company. Tinder, OkCupid, Match.com, Black People Meet, Chemistry, Twoo, and a whole bunch of others. Black People Meet, Green People Meet, Yellow People Meet, Orange People Meet. They're all owned by the same company. (laughs) What about driving? You know, 55 brands of cars you look up, see on television? Well, they're all owned by 14 car companies, own every brand of car. What about some sunglasses? Well, Luxottia make Ray-Ban, Killer Loop, Vogue, T3, Persol, as well as Chanel, Bulgari, Armani, Ungro, Anne Klein, and Machino, amongst a whole bunch of others. So all the bloody sunglasses on the planet with all these different brands are all coming out of the same factory, made by the same people. Choice? Mm, I don't think so. AB InBev produce and distribute over 200 different types of beer around the world, including Budweiser, Corona, Stella Artois, Bex, Left, Hogarth, Skull, Michelob, one brewery. No matter where you go in the world, you're drinking the same crap from the same brewery with different names on it. So pick a product, pick an industry. It doesn't matter. Very few companies in each category own almost every selection that you make. It's very sad, but it just happens to be true. And uh, this is one reason we always root for the disruptors here. You know, every time there's a disruptor come up, come out and shake up these bastards, the better. So make sure you subscribe to my daily newsletter. It's um, a 30-second read. It's usually about four or five paragraphs, short paragraphs, easy to read, fascinating information, perfect for sitting around the water cooler and having a chat or astonishing somebody over a dinner table. It's only short, 
30-second read. 81,000 people read it every day in 60 countries. And it's just what every entrepreneur or business executive needs to keep up to date. It's the Bob Pritchard newsletter. Now, if you don't get it, go to my website, bobpritchard.com, and a box will come up on the on the landing page and simply insert your details and you will get it immediately in tomorrow's newsletter. I'm not sure what it's about, but it's bloody brilliant. Now, my guest today is Dale Beaumont. He's an award-winning technology entrepreneur. He's the author of 16 best-selling books. He's really smart, this guy. I've um, spoken to him a couple of times on the phone and um, he's very cool. But he started his first business at 19 and he's been building companies ever since. One of those companies is now worth many, many, many millions of dollars. In fact, well over $10 million, which has enabled Dale to become an investor, a philanthropist, and to travel to 70 countries. She's I've got a great product he should have a look at. I might send it to him. He's got an exciting new business called Brin capital uppercase B, uppercase R, lowercase I, uppercase N. And this should be of interest to everyone in business because it's a fantastic opportunity for you to learn and keep abreast of everything that's going on. And I'll be back with Dale immediately after this short break on the Voice America Business Channel. Do you want your business to achieve results you never thought possible? Bob Pritchard is recognized as the business leader's advisor and has 30 years of experience as a straight-talking troubleshooter for Fortune 500 companies and SMEs across the world. Whether you need a checkup across all departments of your business or simply want to improve marketing, advertising, performance measurement, or some other area, Bob Pritchard will work his magic so you can blow away your competition. Bob Pritchard is also one of the most in-demand speakers in the world. Over 1,500 clients on five continents and countless standing ovations are a testament to how he changes the fortunes of business. Pick up Bob's new book, Kick-Ass Business and Marketing Secrets, at your nearest bookstore or visit Bob's website at www.bobpritchard.com. Remember, if you want to be successful, call Bob Pritchard now. Worldwide phone numbers and more information can be found at bobpritchard.com. You are listening to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. To connect with Bob, please send an email to bob at bobpritchard.com. That's bob at bobpritchard.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Bob Pritchard Straight Talking Radio Show. Now, over the last five and a bit years, we've given you insights into the lives of over, I think, 320 or 330 of the world's most interesting and successful business people. We've talked about what they do. We've talked about the um, obstacles that they face. And what we try to do is get down and find out what it is make, that makes them tick. Um, I saw figures the other day that uh, 96% of all startups fail. 
that's a pretty high percentage, 96%. And it's not because the uh, product isn't good. In most of those cases, the product's pretty good. The main reason is um, the entrepreneurs don't have the skills to uh, look at all of the other elements that are involved in making a business successful. Therefore, uh, it's pretty important for if you're an entrepreneur or if you're a business manager to um, learn everything possible you can from people that have gone before you and have been successful, you know, whether that's buying biographies or whether that's um, going to seminars or whether it's listening to radio programs like this one. It's very important to um, not make the mistakes that have been made several times before. My guest today is Dale Beaumont. He's award-winning technology entrepreneur. He's the author of 16 best-selling books. Jeez, he puts me to shame. Um, and Dale started his first business at 19 and has built, been building companies ever since. One of those companies is now worth more than 10 million bucks. And that's enabled Dale to be an investor, a philanthropist, and to travel to 60 countries. He, he realised early on that 99% of the world's entrepreneurs and businesses don't have access to an advisor. This is another thing we talk about on this program all the time. The need to get yourself mentors. Surround you. Don't, I don't care how smart you think you are. Get yourself a number of mentors that are all skilled in different areas of business that you can have an open, frank dialogue with so that if you come up with an idea and it sucks, they'll tell you. They won't just patronise you. But it is really critical to get mentors. So after discovering all these people don't have access to an advisor, Dale determined to change that and uh, with a passion to give back. His goal is to help more than one million entrepreneurs around the world with a product called Brin. I think that's right. The world's first business advisor powered by artificial intelligence. He created Brin by using a simple and elegant chat interface. Brin is able to understand and pinpoint your business problems, probably better than you can, and give you solutions and recommendations within microseconds. So this is available for free as a smartphone app and it's now capable of providing personalised education and human-like support to every entrepreneur on the planet and it can do that all at the same time. That's pretty bloody clever. Dale, welcome to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show and you're being heard all around the planet. Thank you so much, uh, Bob, and it's great to chat with you. I've followed your work for... Well, probably close to 20 years and have uh, many of your uh, books on my shelf. So uh, thank you so much and great to chat. Well, I'm, I'm glad you've got books on the shelf. I, we were just having a chat about it earlier. Uh, one of the books was written 20-odd uh, years ago, so that's, that's pretty good. It makes me feel good. Um, so you probably bought me something. Not very much, but you probably bought me something. Um, can you give me a snapshot of what artificial intelligence is? and how it is developed. I think to a lot of people it sounds pretty scary. Yeah, it does. And, um, you know, I think that people need to, to uh, throw away, you know, some of their preconceived ideas about artificial intelligence, thinking it's the, the, the Terminator or, you know, it's, uh, 
you know, going to come and take over our, our lives uh, within the next uh, five years. You know, it is, uh, in fact, um, a branch of computer, computer science and it, it's used uh, right now all around us. Uh, we just don't kind of realise the GPS, you know, that's in your car, for example, uses artificial intelligence. Uh, if there's any fraud that happens on your credit card, most likely it's picked up by artificial intelligence, even our airlines use artificial intelligence when it comes to working out what is the best price for an airline seat. So it's all around us. However, it's becoming um, more um, more e easier to build tools within artificial intelligence. So the applications are now uh, going into all different uh, industries. And so we kind of looked at uh, a problem that we wanted to solve, which was how do we provide personal personalized education and human-like support, effectively giving people a business advisor. How do we do that at scale? And we realized we couldn't do that through humans, uh, but we could do that through technology. And uh, so we started to build Bryn, which is the world's first artificially intelligent business advisor. And it's available as a free uh, smartphone app that people can download and, uh, and use to help them to grow their business. So is this too simplistic an explanation? It takes, you, you put down a basic program and as you, um, as more information goes into that program, the program itself adjusts itself to accommodate all this new information and therefore gets progressively more intelligent, more intuitive. Is that sort of a correct snapshot or am I... Yeah, no, that's, that's a good uh, explanation and you've kind of crossed over to uh, another kind of branch of, um, of, of this technology which involves something called machine learning and machine learning is like what you've described that you uh, can feed a whole bunch of examples uh, into uh, effectively like a, an algorithm and then over time the algorithm will start making decisions uh, on its own based on uh, historical data that it has and also based on uh, based on any new inputs or information uh, that, that, that it receives. And each time it makes a decision, it either makes a good decision or a bad decision, uh, a right or wrong decision, and then it learns from that and it tries to get uh, more things right more often. And so it, it becomes smarter and, and more accurate um, in, in some ways uh, on its own. So what's the difference between machine learning and um, um, artificial intelligence? So artificial intelligence, I suppose, is, a, is more of the umbrella term uh, to... You know, it's basically getting machines to do things that humans would normally do. And uh, within that, you have different branches. One of those branches is machine learning. Another one is, uh, is computer vision as well, which is teaching computers to actually see, uh, recognize what images are, recognize uh, the content of uh, videos, uh, for example, as well. And then you've got natural language processing, which is the which is um, the process of taking what we say in words and turning it into basically translating it from English to computer language, basically. And uh, so computers can interpret what our request is and then uh, uh, perform a whole bunch of actions. So, for example, you could say, set me an alarm tomorrow morning at 6.30 a.m. And it takes out, strips down that sentence into uh, an intent and then puts it into, uh, it fires off then that action and a call can happen within seconds. So artificial intelligence is kind of the overarching term. And within that, there's a whole bunch of uh, special, special uh, key areas that can be used uh, differently depending on what application you're building. Okay, so one element of Brent is access to more than 500 TV quality videos. And uh, that, I believe, makes it the largest library of education videos for business owners in the world. Are these across all disciplines of business and at all levels? 
Yeah, uh, correct. So we're really building this one-stop shop for, for business education. And so we have information on marketing, sales, leadership, uh, technology. Uh, there's about 80 different subjects. In fact, um, we have a whole series of, uh, of videos based on people, for people that are starting a business. And then we have information on, on uh, trademarking, on international expansion, on franchising, and a whole bunch of other uh, growth strategies uh, as well. So it really is the, the one place that people can go. At the moment, it's kind of like a little bit of a self-serve uh, sort of a scenario, similar to like a Netflix uh, there are 500 videos there and you can pick and choose the one based on topics that you want to uh, improve uh, in your business. But over time, this is where the machine learning will come in. Uh, basically, you'll be able to feed it with a bunch of information. So I've been in business for less than three years. I'm in retail. I'm a woman and I need help with marketing. And then basically what it will do is it'll automatically generate a learning program just for you. And so that's uh, some of the technology we're working on that doesn't exist right now, but uh, it's part of our roadmap and what we're going to do. So that we want to provide a personalized experience uh, for, for each user um, based on what stage they're at in, in their business. So you believe that um, educational content combined with AI will replace the need for your traditional business coaching. And do business people, though, feel comfortable not dealing with a real person, um, a real business coach. I mean, if you talk to a business coach, you can ask them questions, you can disagree with them, you can have spirited discussions. Um, how does that, what's the reaction of business people to um, the more automated sort of artificial intelligence? Yeah, well, it's an interesting one because, uh, you know, you and I are both uh, in this space of, of, of business advisory and, you know, some of our best um, kind of research says that about 1% of the population uh, has access to a business advisor. Uh, and if you look around around the world, uh, you know, uh, there are millions of business, there's actually 500 million business owners on the planet, yet 1% will have access to an advisor each and every month. That means 99% don't. And even if there is... Uh, you know, even if we work really hard and we go from 1% to 2%, it's still a drop in the ocean compared to the amount of, of, of people that could benefit from a business advisor. So my um, advice is if you can afford a human advisor, get one. I think every business should have one. But the reality is that it's not really scalable. It um, is quite, can be quite costly for the majority of business owners. And when you think about it, you know, 50% of the world's population live on less than $10 a day. And many of those are entrepreneurs that are working for $1 or $2 uh, an hour. It's just physically impossible to, to give everyone a human advisor. But we can give everyone a, 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 a an advisor through artificial intelligence, which is our goal. Our goal is to make education for, for business owners accessible for, for everyone to level the playing field. And so everyone has a fighting chance to build you know, the business of their dreams. This is just sort of something I don't expect you to have be able to answer, but what percentage of the 99% of people, of business owners that don't have a mentor or an advisor of any sort, what percentage of them don't have because they can't afford it? And what percentage don't have because they think they're smart asses who know everything? Yeah, it's interesting. I wouldn't um, be able to give you an accurate percentage on it, but I think there are some that it is, is purely financial um, in terms of many entrepreneurs uh, around the world. If you think about like in Australia and America and other uh, Western countries, uh, first world countries, uh, you know, I think m many people can afford it. They just don't understand the importance. 
and they've never really prioritised, um, you know, e- education, uh, which is which is a real shame. And, and hopefully over time we, we, we can change that. But for a lot of the, the, the third and second world, uh, it is simply a matter of uh, resources. And if they could afford to have uh, someone, they would love to have someone helping them uh, in their business. And so um, for, that's really who we want to, to help. We want to help everybody. And the good thing about... Um, about Bryn is Bryn works seven days a week, 365 days a year. She can help you at 3 a.m. in the morning. She can help you at 11 o'clock at night. And uh, so she's always kind of there. Even the best uh, human advisors, maybe you get access once a month or twice a month perhaps. But Bryn uh, is uh, available uh, 24-7 and uh, it's in a way that's scalable uh, where we can provide it at a low cost. It's highly personalized. And the other thing that I'm kind of noticing and I've, I've uh, worked with a lot of business coaches over the years that business is becoming so um, so sophisticated now and it's really impossible for any single business advisor to be the fountain of all knowledge in every area. You know, most entrepreneur, most advisors, are, they're good generalists, um, but if you ask them, how do I run, so how do I set up a Facebook advertising campaign? They go, oh, look, I'm sorry, I can't help with that. Or how do I actually uh, optimize my videos for YouTube? Again, they, they won't know. So um, this is whereby I, what we want to do is actually make this product not in competition to business advisors. You know, I'm one myself. Um, I really want it to be a complement to a, any business advisor to actually use this with their clients and, and say to them, look, here's a bunch of great videos that I have found for you that address the topics that we've been discussing. Why don't you watch them and then let me know what are the things you want to work on when we next catch up and I'll help you with uh, making those things happen. So I think it's going to be, a, it's, really, it's really about having a partnership with business advisors and uh, to, to actually make sure that they can get support between sessions. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I should have asked this at the start. Bryn is an uppercase B, an uppercase R, a lowercase I, and an uppercase N. What does it stand for? Yes, yeah, so, so Bryn, we were looking for a name. When we built the product, uh, we wanted a name that was highly personal. My other company that I have is called Business Blueprint, and it's a great, uh, great company, but it's really hard to develop a relationship with a company. It's much easier to develop a relationship with a person uh, or someone that uh, perceives to, to, to have human-like qualities. So, for example, Apple realized this with their interface. Uh, you talk to Siri, and Siri is your, your assistant for Apple devices. Uh, Microsoft has one called Cortana. Um, uh, IBM has Watson. So we wanted a name, and so we thought, okay, and we, then we debated, should it be male or female? We said it probably should be female because, you know, females are smart and they're intuitive and they're trust, more trustworthy oftentimes than, than males. And so we thought, okay, let's make it a woman, but we wanted it to be a strong-sounding uh, name, not too feminine. Um, and we wanted it to start with B because we're a business um, and we wanted it to be short and easy to spell. So we just quite simply Googled four-letter girls' names starting with B because we thought we'd start there, and we saw Bryn. And uh, we then uh, went about trademarking Bryn Worldwide, which we have, uh, have done and registered the domain name Bryn.ai. And, uh, and now it's uh, stuck and we're really building Bryn into becoming the, the, uh, the, the, the uh, worldwide kind of um, business advisor for everybody. And so that's what, we, uh, that's what we're doing. That's great. Um, yeah, it was interesting. A statistic flashed into my mind when you were speaking. Um, Harvard Business School said that 87% of all business owners undertake no education whatsoever after they leave college. 
That's pretty terrifying, isn't it? Exactly. I, mean, I got a degree it back is. in 1960-something. <laughs> and, you know, there's absolutely no way in the world that that degree would stand me in good stead today. I mean, you know, it's probably first-grade standard these days. Yeah, one of the things that my mentors taught me early on, you know, the more that you learn, the more that you uh, earn. And so, you know, I'm a, a, a great student these days. I attend at least a workshop once a month and um, and also read probably for you know, half an hour to 45 minutes a day consuming information. So um, the, the, the other thing that, that we're doing with our product, uh, Brin, we've built, uh, as we talked about before, this huge library of video content. Um, but I realized the fact that really the business owners have the time anymore to sit in front of their computer and just, just learn. And so what we created was this cool technology that's available through our app where you can browse through our content similar to like Netflix and then you can pick and choose the stuff that you're interested in and put it into what we call a playlist. And then once it's in your playlist, it's like your own personal learning center. Then you can move things up and down, drop and drag as you wish. Yes. Um, and then you can tap play and you can watch. But if you jump in your car, you can then tap another button which says stream audio and it switches between video mode and audio mode backwards and forwards anytime you like. So now you can learn while you're going to the gym, while you're driving in the car, while you're um, you know, on the, on the airplane, uh, you, can be, you can be learning. So um, yeah, we've specifically designed the product to, uh, to address uh, this issue around how do we make it easier for entrepreneurs to access quality information uh, and also be able to have it with them uh, on the go. So it's, that's the reason why it's a mobile app um, is because it's always the computer you always have with you and because you can move between audio and video, there's never an excuse to not be learning. That's very smart. Um, how many business owners are embracing artificial intelligence? I mean, what's the... What's the yeah, I, th- I think that industries? it's... It, that's another question, is it? How many it is that um, what industries yeah so um it's it's now becoming broader and going into more industries you know it started off a lot within you know banking and finance and also the stock market was one of the early adopters of artificial intelligence in fact i don't know what the statistic is but a very large percentage of all stocks traded are actually traded by machines they're not actually traded by humans Sure. Uh, and I believe that um, that's you know right why sometimes we have uh, you know errors in the stock market or you know crashes because sometimes uh, you know computers can, uh, can can get things wrong and then it, all it does is it not just does spook the market it spooks the other computers and they kind of uh, rapid sort of sell off until they kind of work out what's going on and recover. Um, it's going across into the airlines. It's got definitely medical. Medical is huge uh, in terms of now that what they have done is scanned in thousands, millions, in fact, of uh, skin cancer spots. This is a skin cancer. This is not a skin cancer. This is skin cancer. This is not a skin cancer. And what you can do now is there's um, uh, an app that you can get on your phone where you can hold your phone over a potential uh, mark on your skin and it can tell you more accurately than the human can whether or not that could be skin cancer and should be uh, seen by a doctor. So um, that's going to happen more and more. Uh, a legal profession is now using uh, lawyers to scan, or AI, uh, AI advisors to scan uh, legal documents as well. It's happening. Even a lot of sports articles now are actually not written by humans anymore. They're actually written by algorithms. So it's going to happen more and more, and business owners really need to uh, to embrace it. Otherwise, they could find themselves their whole uh, business, you know, being replaced uh, by artificial intelligence. So I think it's better to to uh, you know lead lead the field as opposed to uh, be disrupted. 
I agree. So if I'm sitting out there and I'm listening and I've got a little business and I think, yeah, okay, AI sounds pretty cool. Um, I wonder how the hell I find out, one, whether I need it or the, how do I get it or who do I talk to or where do I start? What's the answer to those questions? Yeah, I think the first step is just really to have an understanding of what it is and, and, and an appreciation of it. And, um, and in the same way that, um, you know, 15 years ago, every business, you know, needed to have a website um, and, uh, and then it's every business, you know, needs to have a you know, CRM system. You know, I, I think in the next 10 years, every business will need to be using artificial intelligence in some way, shape or form if they still want to be competitive. Otherwise, uh, every industry, you know, is, is up for, for disruption. And so it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go out and do anything right now. Um, it just means have an understanding, know that it's there, know that it's uh, becoming more and more important uh, in the future. And then when you see an application that works for your business, then you can uh, can jump on it. But um, I think in the short term, I'd just be recommending that people um, look at uh, products involving artificial intelligence and learn about this very uh, exciting space. And one of the ways they can do that, for example, is you know checking out our product as just one of many uh, AI examples so they can then start to go, oh, I could do something like this, but in my particular business. So it can, uh, it can really help uh, people to start the learning process. Okay, so now I'd be thinking, boy, do I need to be a, a software guru or do I need to be a <laughs> want to use AI? Do I have to come across? No, well, I suppose the good thing to know is that, uh, you know, you, no, you don't. Uh, in fact, I, I'm not a programmer or, or a developer or, a, you know, a tech head uh, myself. Um, I've been a, a you know, traditional business owner for, for 16 years and uh, have a lot of you know, kind of traditional bricks and mortar sort of style, style businesses. Um, however, about two years ago, I kind of saw this, the rise of artificial intelligence and uh, going, well, this is going to be pretty important. So I did a few basic courses. And I, and I mean like uh, programming for dummies kind of type stuff. I didn't go off and do a degree or anything, but I, I needed to understand uh, the language. I needed to understand, uh, you know, what people are actually talking about. Um, and and what do people mean? So I think just learning and immerse, immersing yourself for for a few weeks or a few months in this space, you know, you'll then be able to to understand uh, what it's all about, and then be able to have a conversation, and then you'll start to see opportunities, you know, within your business, like I did. So I came back and looked at my business and thought, oh, we could use artificial intelligence for solving three or four problems um, that at the moment we're having to do manually or we're not doing at all. And so then I hired a team of, uh, of, um, of smart people that are a lot smarter than I am and started off with one, which grew to two, which grew to three. Now we have a team of six uh, developers that are working on our, our product and, um, and it's continuing to get, to get better and better. So I think the first stage is learning and the second stage is really recognizing opportunities. And then after that, it's um, a case of, um, of, of um, you know, finding the application for, you, for your business and then hiring a team and starting small and then uh, scaling it up uh, once you see uh, the potential. Right. Um, so, so Bryn, your personal business advisor, is there to help you every step along the way. You, you, know, you, you said before she'll celebrate your wins, she'll give your inspiration when you're down and help you access your next wave of business training. How the hell does Bryn know what my mood is? How does she know whether I'm happy and celebrating or whether I'm down in the dumps and got a slash? 
She'll ask you. She'll, you know, she'll greet you each morning once you open uh, the app or she'll send you a push notification saying, Bob, you know, how are you this morning? And you can kind of, uh, you know, tap a reply or say your reply. And based on the reply, you know, if you said, oh, look, I'm really not feeling that great this morning, then she'll have a conversation about that. If you say, I'm feeling great, then she'll, she'll um, you know, congratulate you for feeling that way. Or if you're down, she might say, well, would you like me to tell you a joke? Uh, or would you like some inspirational quotes? Or uh, how about I find a video that I think would really help you right right now? Where do you think you're struggling? And you can have a conversation about it. So in the same way that uh, a human would would give you that kind of uh, not uh, give you that that support, uh, comfort, uh, inspiration, and sometimes even as well a little bit of uh, you know cheeky uh, kick up the butt as well if you if you need it. So that's what we're we're building. So we're starting with. Um, we started with phase one of the product and then we're releasing phase two in early 2017. And uh, phase two will have the answers to around 10,000 business questions built into our product. So in the same way that you can ask Siri a whole bunch of questions right now, you'll be able to ask Siri, uh, what is a convertible note? Or what's, what's our accounts receivable? Or how do I prepare a um, profit and loss statement? And, and she'll be able to give you answers to thousands of business questions. Uh, from there, we're also gonna be moving into uh, contacts. So you'll be able to say, uh, I'm looking for a uh, accountant in, um, in Los Angeles. Uh, and then uh, Brim will go through and find you people in that category and bring them back to you so you could, could review. So you can find contacts as well. Then in the future, we'll be moving on to uh, Brim metrics. And so you'll be able to ask questions like, and this is where you can link Brim to other software applications, like for example, Salesforce, or you might have Google Analytics. So, so you can say, how many uh, active leads do I have in my pipeline right now? Or how many people came to my website yesterday? And you'll be able to access uh, your data through this uh, voice-powered conversational interface. This is really where we're going, um, is a world whereby we can actually do work without necessarily looking at a computer screen. Um, and, uh, and dashboards, I believe, will be a thing of the past. Why do you need a dashboard when you can just ask for the information that you want and it just gets sent to you within a second? Um, and then also we'll have alerts built in. So Brim will actually be able to uh, look at some of your stats and uh, find anomalies or find problems and bring them to your attention. Um, as well, and then we've got some other plans so even beyond that as well, uh, moving into uh, to virtual reality and, and other things too. So it's a really fun journey. We've got a sort of a three-year uh, uh, product, a roadmap of the features that we're going to be releasing, uh, and our goal is to build uh, the world's smartest uh, business advisor and to collect collect the in, uh, collective intelligence of of uh, all of the great advisors that are out there, but especially in their field and put it into a collective tele, into uh, one collective intelligence that can benefit everybody. It, sound, it sounds fantastic. So I no longer have to hire any um, expensive consultants. Uh, yeah, and this will be this will be used, um, I believe, in conjunction with maybe expensive consultants because there's always going to be harder and bigger problems uh, that are going to need to be uh, to, solved and oftentimes you will want to sit down and talk it through with someone and get uh, that, that perspective. But it now means that in, rather than this um, information being in the hands of, you know, 1% of, of people that access consultants on a regular basis, hopefully that number can now grow uh, exponentially and uh, we can have a more, um, 
of the human consultants doing the, the their higher level and, and more important work as opposed to a lot of the stuff that could, could just be, be uh, done through, uh, th- through a product like Bryn. I'm sitting here thinking, why should I be talking to this guy who's trying to put me out of business? <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's going to be a long time before that. And, um, and you know, I, as I said before, like I'm in the space where I run a lot of events and, and, and seminars. But uh, for me, I've always had this goal to want to help more people around the world. Like each year we work with about 500 clients actively. So when you know that there's 500 million uh, around the world, sure. then... Um, you know, for me, it's really about how do we how do we uh, have a greater impact and how do we reach uh, more people. Can you just give me really quickly um, three reasons why me as a small business should invest in artificial intelligence? And then secondly, can you give me an idea of sort of cost parameters? I know that's ridiculous. I know that's a ridiculous question, but mm. if you're sitting out there and you're a small business, you sit there and think, oh, fuck, how much is this going to cost me? Yeah, sure. Okay, so some of the reasons as, as, as to why I think you know, artificial intelligence really is, um, is the future. Uh, all of the big companies now are investing in this space in a major way. Facebook, Google, uh, Salesforce, uh, Microsoft, uh, they're all moving in this space. And so uh, other companies are going to need to, to, to follow. And I believe that in the next five years, you know, every company will need to be using artificial intelligence in some way, shape or form. Um, the next thing is that my philosophy is you want to be the, disrupt, the disruptor, not the disrupted. Uh, and Absolutely. so I think that, you know, you don't want to get uh, uh, be on the, the, the uh, wrong side of this uh, change. And, and there's a lot of business owners out there that uh, they do put their head in the sand and they uh, say these words. I think these are the, the worst words you can ever say in business. And that is, that's the way we've always done things yep. um, because the world is changing. Yeah. And it's changing faster than it ever has before. And sadly, a lot of people uh, are just um, not changing. I think it was uh, Jack Welsh uh, from the um, CEO of General Electric. Yeah, he said that. Um, he said that. Um, let me just try to think of the the, the, the quote that he um, he said. But basically, it was you need to. Um, uh, if, yeah, that's a, he said if change is happening on the outside faster than on the inside, you know the end is in sight. And basically, you'll you'll. You'll go broke if the world's changing faster than what you are. So you need to uh, you need to be uh, adapting to this um, as well. Uh, and just to quickly switch to the other question as well in terms of, of cost, I think that before business owners run out and spend any money on this whatsoever, I think uh, spending just um, you know a few few months or maybe even the next twelve months just dabbling in the space. Uh, I just have a few uh, articles being uh, said to me now uh, each day on Google Alerts uh, just by putting in some sort of keywords and I'm just um, uh, just more aware of this this uh, space now as well. And then you'll start to see applications for, you, for your business. You don't have to jump on it immediately or spend a lot of money. I think that the, the more that you learn right now, uh, the better. And then it will just start off small. Thankfully, the tech tools of artificial intelligence are... Uh, like websites, uh, you know, at the beginning they were quite expensive and difficult to, to build, but now they've co- become commoditized and, you know, you can uh, build websites for, you know, $50 uh, a month on something like Wix, for example. Yep. And so the same thing will happen with, with AI um, in terms of if you jump in now, you know, you'd be spending quite a bit, but in a 12 months time, a lot of the tools that are currently expensive, expensive now will be very accessible uh, to, to most most people. 
So you can spend as much as you want. You can spend anything from, you know, maybe three or $5,000 to come up with a solution. You know, you could end up spending hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, but the main thing, main message uh, that I want to leave people with is being aware that this, uh, that this is a growing trend and that every business will need to you be using AI at some point in the future. And if you can start now learning about this uh, area, you'll be way in front of all of your competitors who probably aren't, you know, doing what people are doing right now, which is educating themselves, which is great. So um, that's the biggest, biggest tip is start your learning. The sooner the better. Dale, thanks very much for speaking with me on the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. Now, you can learn, thanks so much. More, you can learn more about Bryn, B-R-I-N. Go to Bryn.ai. It really is a great program. Fills a real need. I can see um, lots of um, opportunities to use it. So thanks, Dale. And I'll be back with more of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show on Voice America Business Network after this short break. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. To connect with Bob, please send an email to bob at bobpritchard.com. That's bob at bobpritchard.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Bob Pritchard Straight Talking, absolutely no bullshit business radio show on Voice America Business Channel, the number one global business radio show for entrepreneurs. And this week we're broadcasting from Hollywood Boulevard in Los Angeles, where technology meets entertainment. Now, most venture and angel investors hear hundreds of startup pitches and read hundreds more business plans. They flood in here. And they have an aversion to statements and claims that immediately get them to switch off and toss the presentation in the trash. So here's a list of some red flags. Firstly, not disclosing all the facts on management expertise and skills. This is one of the most important um, decision makers. So you need to sell your team members' prior experience and their detailed knowledge of the space being pitched. If you don't highlight that, you're in a big problem. Secondly, do not lead with offering solutions free to customers. Customers love free. Investors hate it. They know it's especially hard to provide a financial return with a free business model. Now, remember that uh, Facebook spent over $100 million to kickstart their process. Thirdly, Emphasize social, don't emphasize social commitment and not profit. Even non-profits need money to scale. But, um, you know, you pitch, if you're about um, social commitment, pitch to philanthropists, not equity investors. I know you can talk about people like Patagonia and Zappos, but they use their social focus to enhance business and highlight financial returns. Fourthly, do not use overused terms like paradigm shift and disruptive technology. You know, fundamental changes in technology frighten away more people than they attract. And it takes longer and more money to come to fruition than most investors want to commit. 
Fifth, do not suggest astronomical numbers. Investors like large markets, but sizing a startup market greater than the gross national product of many countries just isn't credible. Setting irrational goals implies poor business acumen. Sixth, do not use sales projections of less than 1% market penetration. I know it's a real temptation to do so, but no investor is interested in a startup that sets their sights so low. So, you know, this projection usually asserts that everyone on the planet needs this. So if you can only get 1%, well, you're not doing very well. Seventh, many entrepreneurs claim they've got no competitors. Uh, investors are very wary of untapped markets and often no competitors means there's no market for your solution so focus on the top three competitors eight do not denigrate your competitors highlight your positives rather than having a shot at your competitor nine never suggest your first mover advantage as the primary barrier to entry for a competitor Investors read this as an excuse for no real intellectual property or innovation. When a startup shows real traction, I mean, they can easily be overrun with competitors that have got more money. Ten, never suggest gross margin assumptions less than 50%. Few businesses make good money if they've got really low margins. So go in with over 50%. 11, never declare a $10 million valuation with no revenue or customers. The average valuation for angel investments is about $2.5 million. Higher numbers scare investors and they walk away. 12, annual revenue projections should not exceed $100 million before the fifth year. Even Google, which I guess we've all got to agree is a highly successful company, they only achieved $85 million in their fifth year. So any numbers above that will not attract investors. 13, never use the term conservative. Investors are not looking for conservative entrepreneurs. They want aggressive projections. Entrepreneurs with conservative mindsets usually fail to meet even understated numbers. So you only get one chance for a great first impression with investors. So don't make a mistake with any of these red flags. Your credibility is paramount, so don't jeopardise it with too much hype. Your future may well depend on it. I invite you to go to my website, popprichard.com, and enrol for my daily newsletter. It takes just 30 seconds to read, and it'll keep you up to date with all the business news that is important. Remember, if you're not living on the edge, taking up way too much space it's easier and much more rewarding to do the impossible than it is to do the ordinary next week i'll be back in the studio on hollywood boulevard and i hope you can join me again in the meanwhile please continue to be successful because the alternative absolutely sucks you've been listening to the bob pritchard radio show Please join us again next Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until then, enjoy another week of success in your business and your life.